I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. Brandon Levi, yo. (laughs) (laughs) And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2016 comedy The Sex Trip, starring Jade Ramsey, Louis Mandalore, Mark Crumpton and Jim Hanks, in which a shallow womanizer refuses a mysterious homeless woman's request for a kiss and he wakes up the next morning to discover he's been changed into a woman. Ooh. We always <laughs> we always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. How are you guys going? Not bad. Had some technical difficulties recording in isolation. It's not always super easy for people like me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had a full, very full day, very busy, and then I had to watch this shit. (laughs) (laughs) No spoilers. We might have thought you loved it. You're giving it away. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Let's get straight into this shit show. On to the sex trip. We were due to review this movie two years ago, but had to cancel the episode when we discovered that the film only opened in the Russian market. Now, two years later, the distributor has deemed the film appropriate for the rest of the world. Was it worth the wait? No. I could have waited longer. <laughs> yeah. I could have waited a lifetime. <laughs> well, it's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid, though. It's better just to rip it off, deal with the pain, and then it's done. Now Inter- we don't have to watch the sex trip again. Interestingly, though, like we're yeah. going to get into it and you need to do the plot, but deemed appropriate? Is that what you said? Yeah. It wasn't that inappropriate. I just felt like for some reason two years ago, they were like, only the Russians can have this film. <laughs> and now they're like... <laughs> I was expecting it to be this like crazy, I don't know, for a movie called The Sex Trip, it wasn't any sex in it. Yeah, I was expecting it to get seriously dirty like yeah same here there were so many times where i was like oh, okay here we go and it it never went there there was one one scene that was uh you know a bit racy but even then it wasn't like sex it was oh just... uh, there was a sex it starts with a sex scene oh, that's yeah, but true. all movies yeah. do so that people watch them yeah this is true <laughs> i forgot about the the opening credit sex scene but it's like very brief we i'm talking like Three seconds, and then it's over. I'm guessing so you both hated this film? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you, Paul? I, Did you, Paul? I hated this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't put this so, in the category. This doesn't go with... These are not those cool. so bad, they're good, funny, like, it was, it was just no. bad. No. Can I it's, say this? It was painful to watch. Do you feel like this movie puts... 
Bad Johnson in a better light. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I would say it does. It also is very similar in a lot of ways. I so think similar. Are, are yes. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, and which is shit. Like, how many movies do we need to see about an awful piece of shit womanizer realizing that he's treated women badly? But like, also. Or in, in order to get a hot girlfriend. But, like, also not even really realising it, like, not even really learning the lessons and, like, doing the work and unpacking, like, the toxic masculinity. Like, it was just like, yeah, yeah. okay, do the plot. I double dare <laughs> So I don't think there's really all that much plot this time. So there's a guy, uh, it, the movie starts, he was, like, a little kid and this little girl rejected him to be with like a bad boy so from that point onwards is like i'm treating all women like shit because that's what they deserve yeah so it's like the birth of an incel yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, well not even an incel i don't know what do you even call that yeah because he's not incel because he gets he's having sex yeah yeah yeah. But but he like basically writes a emotionally stunted in cells, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's basically one of these like pickup artists and he writes books about how to neg women. Yeah. Because his these books are so successful, he's a multimillionaire. The film starts, there's like a a journalist who's like, you know, your films are and your books are anti-feminist. You should be ashamed of yourself. And then it like cuts to him like fucking the shit out of her. <laughs> Um, that's when I realized what kind of movie this is going to be. <laughs> but anyway, so we, we follow like, him. I'm not having it. That guy has to beg for sex. I know it. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I, we'll don't, get... I don't believe you. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess objectively, like, I guess we'll get into this in hot or not, but. But not like... even that. Like, he was just, he was a fucking loser. Like, next. Yeah. <laughs> We see him, he's a womanizer, he gets any girl he wants, and then when he's walking into this party, this mysterious homeless woman, witch, pops up, and she's like, like, the most over-the-top performance of all time, she just pretty much goes into his face, he's like, kiss me! Kiss me, you must kiss me! And And she's so uh, over-the-top, like, um, prosthetic nose and, like, warts on her face, just like... Yeah. yeah. She's, like, also, like, super antagonistic. Like, she's, like, a buff dude who, like, starts fights intentionally because he, like, knows he can, like, cream them. Like, that's... It's like, I've got magic. I'm gonna be a dickhead to people and go, oh, oh, yeah? Well, here you go. Yeah. Because we've seen this plot a million times, like a mysterious beggar requests kindness from a person and when they refuse, they put a curse on him. It's like Beauty and the Beast. Mm. It's um, uh, the night, uh, the Christmas night. Which it's a ta- tale as old as time. Yeah. It's a tale um, as old as Shallow How. <laughs> yes. Um, we've seen it a million times, but usually the person requesting kindness is usually being kind, but the only thing against them is that they're ugly. Mm. But this one, she's ugly, plus she's screaming in your face and attacking you. Like, I think it's perfectly reasonable to go, "Mm, I'm not going to kiss you. I'm going to go to this party. Yeah, what's even even weirder is, like, the lesson is being taught by someone saying, you have to, like you're not allowed to have your own autonomy and say, I don't want to touch you. Like you have to. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to teach you to respect women. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant writing there. But 
like it's obvious where this writing is coming from because every female in this film is either a sex object or a shrill person yelling in the man's face. Yeah. There's only the two modes that women are allowed to be in this film. My tolerance for this shit is waning so <laughs> bad. That's the, the, the my first two things I wrote were oh brother and that was it for the opening sex scene and then yeah, I said, Paul, my tolerance is waning. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, how is this a subgenre of swap films? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man. What do you mean the genre is like shit Lucy can't fucking tolerate? <laughs> Being awful to women is the subgenre. <laughs> anyway, so he brings home a woman at this party and then in the middle of the night he wakes up, goes to the toilet and lo and behold, when he goes to pee, his penis is gone and he's become a hot woman. So um, very like on the nose, generic swap film, discovering yourself moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't have done it in a more cliched way yeah so then he or she now decides she needs some help so rings her best friend slash manager who is this skeezy guy who always is hitting on women but has no success with them Mm. and rings him up and she's like come over eddie needs you and the only way she can convince him to come over is if he agrees to have a threesome with them. She's like, oh, Eddie wants you to have a threesome with us. And he comes over. Like, and also he doesn't, he's not like, who is this? Like, he's like, I don't care who this woman is. My friend Eddie wants to have a threesome with me. That's what it's about. Very quick to agree to the devil's threesome. (laughs) Uh, A little little too quick, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we do discover later on that they gave each other hand jobs previously. And this is like. This is the story. He's like, it must be you because you know about this hand job thing. And it was like, if you're going to trick someone, you would tell them the craziest fucking story, like their deepest, dirtiest secret. So that you would be able to, like, it, you would go straight to that story to be like, well, they'll never believe. And especially, I, like, you wouldn't uh, put it past these people because they're terrible enough to just do that, to, yes. like, give out each other's, like. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. But you guys have to explain to me, why did they give, you, give each other hand jobs? Because I had, like, this is, like, ten minutes into the film, but I had already phased out by then, so. <laughs> So strippers, they went to Vegas and they got some strippers and the strippers dared them to give them each other handjobs. So they did it. Ah, that classic like opportunity. Yep. And he just, (laughs) and he described it as a disgusting thing we did with each other. This movie is so homophobic and so transphobic (laughs) and so sexist and so, it's just awful. Uh, Yeah, it's an equal opportunity. (laughs) Do the plot, just wrap up the plot in 10 10 more seconds. I can't take it. Okay, so the, (laughs) so the friend we established, he wants to sleep with him, his new female friend, uh, but she won't. Or she, he won't let her, him. Then they're like, we need to find the witch so she can turn us back. So they go to a homeless shelter because they think that the witch is a homeless person. Yeah, they and... don't They don't go back to where he saw her the first time. They go to a homeless shelter. It's like, maybe <laughs> just go back to where you saw her. She's probably still hanging around there. Yeah. 
And so at mad. the homeless shelter, lo and behold, there's a, a shrill woman yelling in their face when they ask <laughs> about the uh, the witch. But yeah. then there's a hot woman with glasses. Yeah, there's a who model who's dressed she's, as yeah. a bookworm. She's like a, sh- she's like a she's all that type for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, takes also, off the glasses and lets her hair down, and it's like. Ooh. No, for the vibe I was more getting is when they're like, get a porn star and be like, you're playing a librarian. Yes. That's the vibe I was getting. <laughs> it, yeah, um, it's a sexy bookworm outfit for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm pretty um, sure there wasn't even like like a glass in those glasses. Oh, there was no glass in there. No glass. <laughs> no. Now that he's a woman... He decides to befriend the nerdy homeless woman person in the hopes to eventually see, sleep with her, I guess. But then when she's at a sex store trying to find a dildo, um, she sees... Unrelated. She sees Tom Hanks' brother. <laughs> this is real, people. This is real. <laughs> And she's like, this guy would be perfect for the nerdy. <laughs> even though, even though he's like straight up bald dude and is like Looks 30 80. years older than you. Yeah. Um, uh, she gets the nerdy girl to go on a date with Tom Hanks's brother and then discovers that Tom Hanks's brother is actually. Uh, Married. Wait, wait. Can we just can we just back up because this date is so (laughs) interesting? Because, like you said, he sets them up and they have like a safe word, but he he like catches him in a lie about like helping at a like homeless shelter or whatever, and he's like, "All right, this person seems fine. I'm just gonna leave this woman alone with this guy who's obviously lying about who he is," and. Like she's dead the next day. She's on a true crime podcast. Absolutely. It's like I can't believe he turned out to be a bad person. Like everyone you meet at a sex store must be a good person, right? That's a bit of kink shaming there though, I think, Paul. <laughs> Look, I have like, you know, I've been to a sex store, I'm sure we all have. I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad thing, but it's not where I would go to find a potential partner. Like Lucy, 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 if you weren't with Adrian and I tried to set you up with someone I met at a sex shop. <laughs> right, you know the way you're supposed to you're supposed to like modern modern romance dating advice is you're supposed to like go places that you do like and maybe you'll meet someone there. So it's like if you love yeah. museums and you love so it's like well if you're really into like giant dildos then yeah. maybe you'll find I, your hello. soulmate in the dildo life. <laughs> Did you like some of the names of the dildos in the sex shop? Like oh, the what pussy, are they? Pu- pussy puncher and the wife beater. Oh, that's Um, Why do you do this to me? (laughs) For this reaction. We did Heart and Soul. Remember Heart and Soul? (laughs) Stay on the podcast, Lucy. (laughs) So then I guess the film just turns into a romantic comedy from that point in terms of our main character likes this nerdy girl can't be with her because she's a woman and the girl's not a lesbian. Um, Which I found very restrained 
for this yeah. film. Yeah, and this is I, what I'm saying. I, it was so tame, this movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I was going to be, like, in for a real wild ride, and it was, wasn't that at all. <laughs> um, also, also, not romantic and also not funny. So, <laughs> yeah, romantic comedy doth not make. Yeah, it had the beats of a romantic comedy, but it wasn't a rom- Like, it wasn't romantic or funny. No. <laughs> And then I guess she hits a low point where she's all depressed. So she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sleep with my manager slash best friend because he keeps wanting it. Invites him over. He like just got into like straight away. Like he was just yeah. ready to bang her. From well, he, the whole film, he's like, yeah, whole film. He's just like, I need to sleep with you. I want to sleep with you. Show me your tits right now. Yeah, he's that um, real that real example of like a guy that makes heaps of homophobic jokes because he is secretly gay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it me thinks the lady do doth protest too much. Yeah. But then the girl that he keeps like hassling the whole film to sleep with, who's like their financial manager or something, um, at the end, when we flash forward at the end, they're together. And yeah, they have no, like, they didn't set that up at all. But it's, it's obviously all because, sh- it's obviously because this guy learns the error of his ways and the whole thing is that the spell needed to be unbroken by someone saying, you go girl to him, I assume. Is that what the story <laughs> was? And, and But so I'm he, talking about the best friend. The best yeah, yeah, friend yeah. ends so up then, with that Yeah, but then he writes a new book that's like... And he teaches his friend how to respect yeah, women. so he reads the book. Because he's a perfect how... man at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which a girl tells him. Shit. Yes, yeah. a girl tells him that he's actually the perfect man now. Um, But the reason they don't sleep with each other when... Eddie is still a woman is that he gets his period and it's like a crime scene the whole bathroom <laughs> is covered in blood blood smeared but over not his enough face. but not enough to be funny <laughs> <laughs> like as in yeah. like if if that's where you, you want go the joke carry. to go yeah. Sorry? Yeah, it's got, gonna be like scary you gotta, movie you gotta go a horror carry should have been going off yeah. yeah yeah like yeah. I hate to give her credit because of all the damage she's done on society, but Jenny McCarthy had a movie called Dirty Love. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No. no. She wrote and directed it, and there's a scene in that film where she goes shopping and she unexpectedly gets her period, and she's, like, leaving a trail of blood behind her in the shopping aisles, and then all these people are slipping over in it. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Like, take it yeah. to the degree <laughs> where it's actually comedic, rather than just, like, odd and awkward. Lord, yeah. and I feel give the- me the strength to accept the things <laughs> I cannot change. Like, I can't. I can't. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, uh, so keep going. Is that, have you finished? This is the yeah, so, then, so then, yeah, he, he sucks for no reason at the end and everything's fine and he gets the girl. Yeah, and it's all because the it, this spell was unbroken because someone said, you go, girl, because he finally understood, like, the female psyche. Yeah. Which is that they actually want love. Was that it? Was that? He didn't, he realised that, like, what a relationship could be by being a woman. 
I guess. But this whole thing, it, like that, what you just said, Brendan, is like you shouldn't only respect the women that you fall in love with. Yes, it's like, uh, yeah, I know. Should, <laughs> I, I know that I know that you know, but that, that's what the that's what the message was. It was like yeah. you should treat women nicely because like they just want to fall in love with you, and like you should treat them well because you're gonna fall in love. It's like. That's not the moral of the fucking story. That's like, you know how guys try to be like, oh, if that was my mother or my daughter or my sister, it's like, you shouldn't only care about women because you have women in your life, like, you know, Mm. or as a father, you know how men say that. It's like, no, you should just treat women like human Human beings. beings. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like citizens of the world. (laughs) Fucking hell. But Um, yeah, like, I, I don't even think it was that. I think the message was... That you know, you should have like sex should be about love. I feel like that's what they were trying to get at, which was even weirder because like he he was supposed to have learned that, but he doesn't actually have sex at all. Like as a woman, yeah. like at least in when we watched uh, what was the Australian one called again? Dating the enemy. Dating the enemy. He banged his friend. Like uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> something something happened. This whole film was like like a montage of non-events that they didn't actually montage. That's yeah. how I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. If if this film, you know, was offensive and disgusting, I could have maybe forgiven it more if it was more competently made and had a point. But I was, was so was just... I was so expecting it to be so offensive, and it just wasn't. <laughs> it's just um... yeah, that cover really doesn't do a dash justice. And, and I feel like I feel like the end, right? I feel mm. like it was almost like the person writing it, you know, like had to turn it in that day, and they were just like, yeah, just just I'll just submit it like this. It, it had, no end, had no proper end. It was just like uh, what he changed. I'm not convinced there was much of a script because yeah. a lot of it felt improv and bad improv, like yeah. really bad improv. How exhausting was the hair hairdresser's scene? Uh, like, it just went forever. Uh, there's a, yeah, this really over the top gay hairdresser who is, was that was a like straight up offensive because you could tell that guy was not <laughs> gay. gay. <laughs> he was just putting on the most cliched accent possible. Yeah. yeah. It was just a rambling bullshit. Like that. It, that definitely was... did seem improvised. That seemed like a drama, like a theater sports game. It, it felt like, like they yes, thought yes they were ending. as funny as like yeah. Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so and, bad. And, but, but it was like there was a scene where Frank Stallone. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's brothers like talking to some girl and about a granny panty story. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but then another character comes up. He's like, was that Frank Stallone? And she's like, yeah, it was. And he's like, I knew it. Uh, there, yeah, we, we had a night once we, we went out and it, and it was really dark. And um, yeah, yeah. I'll tell it. I'll tell you about it later. Like you could tell, like he he started. He was thinking, "I'm going to improv a story about me and Frank Stallone." Gave yeah. up halfway through, and then they fucking used that take for the fucking movie. Yeah, it's like uh, what a disaster. Like this is your shot. You've made a movie. You've gotten funding. You've gotten actors. Some actors yeah. that have like, you know, that the guy that played the best friend. He's been in legitimately good films. 
like you've gotten people that can do something. Yeah. Why put this little effort into this film? Mm, like, so it's weird. Fucking shit. Also, <laughs> did you find it? I was really surprised how high the production value was at the start. Did like, you watch the same movie? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, but it's like yeah. the house that was the, the main character's house was like, yeah. even to rent that looked like it would have cost a lot of money. And like, I, th- I feel like there's some connection with porn with this film because and the there's car, so many. The, the car looked really expensive, and just like it, in terms of other things that we've watched recently, like Bad Johnson just looked disgusting the whole time, yeah. and it looked budget AF. This this was higher than that. Like I for me, I feel like the guy making this had friends that have made themselves millionaires in the porn industry. They put his porn star girls in the film as extras and all the side characters. Cool. I don't think anybody used... makes that much money from porn unless you like I... <laughs> the guy that owns Pornhub. Like, I really don't think. Nah, there's still those. There's still those producers that make a ton of money and would have that car and that mansion and have the access to those big titted women. Yeah. Well, it, there was definitely. <laughs> Those women were definitely in the movie. The locker room? Oh, the <laughs> the locker room. It was a locker room of a strip joint. That's what it was. Yeah. So she goes to a gym locker room and all the girls literally, every girl in there has giant, big, fake tits. And they're all like feeling each other up. Yeah. And Everyone. The girl, the girl asks the other girl, will you put lotion on my back? And it's supposed to be like a gym locker room. It's like no girl wants lotion on her back after working out at the gym. It's like you get in, you get out, you go home and have a shower and your back doesn't need any lotion. What do you think was more respectful, this one or, t- or pretty cool? <laughs> Which locker well, scene? At, at least in Pretty Cool. Like, I mean, the Pretty Cool locker scene involved, like, the guy, you know, perving on the girls without their knowledge. In this film, I guess he's swapped into a girl, so he's technically a girl. It's fine that he's in there looking at the girls. But I mean, at least the not, girls... Not really, but okay. <laughs> but at least the girls in Pretty Cool looked like real humans that like you'd see in society <laughs> whereas the girls in this film like they are like they could only be off of a porn set like at least at, with, at least with pretty cool this is what i take away from it at least with pretty cool it pretty cool told you what it was straight up like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't masquerading this was like some weird try hard rom-com and then all of a sudden we were on a in a like a strip joint locker room, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, where did this come from? It's like, don't be something that you're not. Like, there, there was a couple of other like really weird scenes and shots. Like the uh, the first time when the best friend thinks he's going to go over the threesome, and he has like a getting ready montage, and there's just a scene shot from below where he's got a string of condoms and he's just waving them into the camera. And it just goes on for like a like bit really too long. long, yeah. And like, w- why is that shot happening? Like- what about the scene that's like, <laughs> what's the opposite of a bird's eye view? Uh, anyway, where the girl vomited and like vomited on like onto the yeah like onto a, a glass panel, yeah. yeah. 
But then it, it was they an didn't cut away. What a they choice. didn't cut away. They just stayed on that shot for like a good yeah. twenty seconds. Yeah, right. we're yeah. watching. We're watching the scene through a vomit-filled lens. <laughs> lens, yeah. For thirty like, seconds at least, like legitimately, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and there was some really bad lighting shots. Like I think it was uh, the. Da- the date, everybody looked like shit on that weird kind of group date that they went on. It was like, yeah, what, yeah, did, it did, was... did the budget run out? Or I, I actually, I, I think it did. I feel like it steadily got worse yes, throughout. Uh, like it did the, get the, the worse. Edit, I felt yeah. like they kept on running out of shots. They kept on running out of lighting. Like there were some real poor choices in this one. Yeah, yeah. The Russian mafia that were funding the film. <laughs> Also, also, did you see? Did you see the really like brazen grab to try and get more money to fund the film? There was some serious product placement placement going on with a kind of beer. Yeah, the whole whole end credit sequence is them talking about a beer and then trying to make it look like it was a blooper. I know. I'm like, I love bloopers, even of shows that I don't fucking like. I just, the, the, like, concept of somebody laughing when they shouldn't is very funny to me. I'm like, is this a gag reel? Like, what is this? This is, there are, there's no laughter to be had here. Yeah. And then they just started harping on about the beer. It's terrible. I can't deal with this. Like I think the biggest thing that really offended me this entire film was the shopping montage. Because I love a good shopping montage. I love a montage of people putting on funny outfits Mm. and trying on different outfits. And this one was terrible. And like, Like, what even was? No sense. What even was that shop? It's like everything looked like shit in there. Like disgusting. (laughs) And uh, definitely a Russian porn star was. It was staffed yeah. by a Russian porn star, and like, good on her, whatever. But what? <laughs> and, and then like, you're not. Actors. She tries on. She tries on a g-string and a bra, and comes out and was like, I don't know about this. And it's like, okay, number one, you can't try on lingerie like that. Like, yeah, you're she's fucking, gonna get a yeast infection. You're fucking not allowed to do that. And also to come out in that outfit. The, and just the whole thing of like, okay, if you're going to be a woman, we need to buy you some clothes and we need to get your hair done and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't need to get a triple X wax. Like, why yeah. would you bother doing that? Why would you put yeah. yourself through that if you didn't fucking have to do it? Yeah, because he wasn't intending on sleeping with anyone in that body. So why? And we also just we also just saw you try and lingerie. Like your bush looked like it was in fine condition. So like, (laughs) what are you even doing? So when she tried on the g string, she said it felt like being sliced by a rusty butter knife. Is that what it feels like to put on a g string? Um, how do you even compare the two? Like, I don't know. It was an unusual comparison to yeah, me. Yeah, it was bad. It was um, offensive. But yeah, like every every outfit. I don't know, Paul. I feel like, like you've probably got as much experience wearing a G string as I do. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever put stories, on a stories. Stories. <laughs> I, I think I would need the triple X wax. If I <laughs> to do that. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so at the end, he he makes his book. That, you know, makes everyone love him again and it's about respecting women. Two things about the book. It's got the ugliest cover I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And two, he ends the book with the end. (laughs) 
How many, <laughs> how many books? self-help books have you read that end with the end? None. Also, in the, in the scene where he swaps into the woman, did you notice how it had two different musical tracks layered onto each other? And one was like a really foreboding, like orchestral score. And the other one was a techni- techno song Dude, where the guy I was going, think, oh yeah. I actually think there's a thing, maybe Brendan could confirm or deny this, that, that when you can't get the rhymes to something, you can play two songs over the top. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's of, not true I've heard, right, not that you're allowed to not that you're allowed to but it's like people try and do it so that you can get away with like that it's so not the youtube algorithm doesn't pick it yeah, up so that it's not recognizable <laughs> truly i've heard of of um of that happening not not ever in a fucking film like for like a, for a yeah yeah to upload something to youtube for, you're trying to like yeah beat the yeah, algorithm sure yeah, yeah that's what yeah. they were trying to do here yeah for a promotional <laughs> ad or something like that uh, yeah yeah um, but like it, yeah the, just... the music was just annoying because you could tell like the ending song you knew they wanted your love is lifting me higher <laughs> but they <laughs> yeah. couldn't get that there were so many times i'm just like and i know which song you wanted but you don't get it <laughs> And there's so many scenes set to, like, sad trombone music. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, keyboards and trombone. Why? What's with all the... It was literally... The score was womp, womp, over and over again. It's like, who thought this was a good idea? Oh, God. This is just... Uh, Okay, so Can we say the end to Mm. this this movie? (laughs) Just quickly, the two... The two... The twins that worked at the, the sex shop... Yeah. Do you reckon their names were Dill and Doe? Yeah. <laughs> and they were I'm on the sh- prices, right? I'm yeah. shaking my head. <laughs> um, do you think they are like in porn and they're hundred <laughs> percent called Dill and Doe? Everybody in this film, including the male lead, even though he isn't, felt like they just walked off of a porn set. Yeah. Like, everybody in this film. Um but it's also the fact, and this is another one of like all these low budget piece of shit movies we've been doing, they all get their sets, furniture, and costumes from the same place where everything is from 2003. Yeah, the clothes, yes, definitely the shop, but everyone else wishes that they could have shot in that, in that house. That house was fancy. The house was fancy, but the furniture was 2003. This for is sure. True. Yeah. The furniture was 2003. The clothes are 2003. Like, surely it costs more money to get this dated <laughs> stuff than just use yeah. the stuff that you're already using yeah. now. Like, I don't understand it. Like, Christmas Trade and Bad Johnson and this, they all have the same fucking costumes that look like shit. Mm, it's crazy. Just Hollywood. Like, we're right here. Just hire us. We can... Gussy up these shit movies for you. We need to go into Hot or Not because Mm. we need to talk about the fact that Tom Hanks' brother is in this. Like, I can't talk about (laughs) it outside of the context of Hot or Not, but it's like it needs to be addressed. (laughs) (laughs) But but just before, I feel like we should do something that our fans would probably like, which is actually talk about you can't Swapping. say fans. You gotta say listeners. <laughs> you gotta say listeners. Yeah. It's gotta say listeners because they probably they hate <laughs> yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. 
Unless they fucking review us on iTunes, they're a listener, not a fan. And see, they're they're not. Pieces of shit. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. No, because we often forget to, like, talk about swapping. And what I found really interesting about this one is that he doesn't wrestle with the fact that he's a woman at all. Like, his transition from... I've been turned into a woman to this is my life now is just yeah. so like instant. And it's like just- I said, like that, you know, like, okay, I'll go and get a bikini wax. I'll go and get my hair done. I'll go. It's like, why would you fucking do that? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. But also her performance is so horrible mm. that there's no inner life to that performance. So yeah. like we don't have any, idea about what she's dealing with they just played it as if pretend you're jason statham in the middle of an action scene and that's she played <laughs> the entire fucking movie. she yeah. had the same accent and she looked angry and that she was about to punch everyone so in the entire film so talking about swapping if you want to fucking talk about swapping in our swapping podcast <laughs> they did the they did the typical toilet scene yeah of discovering that there was no effort to establish, look how I am acting like this other person. Like there was, like Paul said, there was no inner life for either character to be like, mm. oh, look how well she's manner- like mirroring his mannerisms. Like none of that. And how long was this going on with nobody caring that the the guy was missing, Ed? Like, yeah, <laughs> no one. I feel like shit. this this movie could have been like almost a year of of like him being a woman. There should there should have been scenes where like his car was getting repossessed. And <laughs> if I was in that guy's life, I wouldn't fucking care that he had gone. He was a piece of shit, like predator, <laughs> dirtbag, trying to like spread his gospel. He can fucking take a jump. <laughs> I am not having it today. Not today. That's why we're cutting and going into hot or not. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, I just need this to be over with. Let's just go to hot or not. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In honor of the British main character, should I sing Hot or Not in a British accent? Yes, 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 yes. Good I think luck. I've done this before and it was a fail. So try yeah. number two. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? <laughs> Tell me if they are or not. <laughs> she wasn't a chimney sweet. Beautiful in their own way. <laughs> you were like a boy from bloody Oliver Twist. <laughs> That's what she sounded like. Oh, she did funny. sound like that. She was Oliver Twist slash Jason Statham. So we'll leave the best till last, Lise. Let's get through the other ones first. Okay, um, okay. So uh, Mark Crumpton as Eddie Greenleaf, the pre-swapped Eddie. I feel Hot like or not? I feel like objectively I understand that he is a good-looking male human. 
But he was in this movie. He plays a disgusting character. There's no excuses. I'm not here for it. See you later. Not hot. Yeah. Yeah. I like you know how superficial of a person I am. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and his character was that gross that it even put me off. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give him a not. <laughs> Brendan. Well, like I. Like, he was, like, an alpha, and so, as a beta cuck, I sort of have to <laughs> back my bro here. No, not, no, he's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, all right, so Jade Ramsey as Edna, his female form. Again, it's just like... It was the same person. Be, you had to be good-looking <laughs> to be in this movie, hmm. but they gave her horrendous clothes. Uh-huh. She wiped period blood on her face. Uh, <laughs> that's not a turn on. <laughs> not for me. You anyway. know what's funny? Like, because I watch. First of all, what's funny? I watched this with Katrina. Second of all, <laughs> and she lasted the entire movie. Well, yeah, yeah. She sat with. She sat by my side um, <laughs> as support. <laughs> yes. Adrian like got it organized for me and skipped skipped through just to make sure it like it was all on the file and blah blah blah. And he was like, yep, well, here's another Paul Mitzi special for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sucked in. Yeah, so... So So we were watching it with Katrina, and we were just talking about the period scene, and I, like, took her through the steps of, like, how that room got like that because we saw like handprints everywhere and handprints on her face <laughs> and it was just a very like awkward thing to like it was just bury fun. your hands into your vagina and pull the blood and <laughs> smear it all over the place <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's not how periods work <laughs> not gen- in general no <laughs> um so yeah, I I'm gonna give her a not as well, just purely because the character was repellent. Um, I hate how they styled her. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just giving her a not. She just had a horrible energy to her as that yeah. character. I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure if she, that she had a competent director, like making her likable in some way, she could be good. But yeah, not in this film. Yeah, I don't know. Even outside <laughs> of this film, she said yes to this script. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes her an ugly gives her an ugly, an ugly soul person. an ugly soul uh, you gotta start somewhere I guess uh, I'm gonna give her it up moving yeah. on uh, Charlotte Ellen Price as Jess so like the nerdy girl that um, he ends up with okay now it's time for my favourite game who does she look like Ellen Pompeo that's not what I thought but good for you Good get okay. good good <laughs> suggestion. Uh, Amanda Bynes, I thought. Amanda Bynes. Oh, yeah. I yeah, but, I see. But Amanda Bynes, like OG Amanda Bynes, not like face tattoo Amanda Bynes. Yes, yeah, definitely hot or not. Do I have to? Yes. I mean, she she definitely had like she was a pretty cute like cherubic faced like young mm. actress, I guess. She was yeah. in this movie, which is a real strike against her, but what are you going to do? And the character she played was, like, looking after, like, homeless people and stuff. That She was a, a good person. I, I'm 
Like, I would avoid someone who wears glasses without let lenses in them because yeah. I could consider them Definitely a crazy person. Definitely keep your distance, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I, I'm going to give her a heart. Yeah, I'm going to give her a heart. I just, I, I felt sorry for her. And I would be a hypocrite if I keep giving all these dumb male characters hot. And I didn't give these <laughs> the dumb women I- idiotic yeah, women. Someone's got to carry well. the torch for feminism equality yeah. in this. I, I I wrote down this thing of like <laughs> I feel so <laughs> ill-equipped to like have to argue and carry the torch for women I- in regards to this film. I'm just like I am not going to be able to be articulate enough. I'm not going to be able to be mad enough. Uh, yeah. Just it's yeah. A disaster. Um, Louis or Louis Mandalore as the best friend. He was disgusting. Yeah, I'm going to give him the big, one of the biggest knots of all time. Yeah, <laughs> everything about that guy was repellent. He made date rape film. jokes. He was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, like he literally said he was going to roofie his friend so they could have sex with her when he she refused. Yeah. Oh man, I missed that one. Anyway, yeah, no. <laughs> it was yeah. one of his funny improv lines. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep at 34 minutes in with this film and had yeah. to go back and watch again. So maybe, <laughs> did you do the same, Brendan? You fell asleep? I had no time to. I just let it fly by. <laughs> you watched it. You slept with your eyes open and watched it. God. Okay, yep. so now Next. let's get to it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Jim Hanks as Matt, Matt Flannery. Okay, so what mm. the actual fuck? Tom <laughs> <laughs> Hanks's motherfucking brother. They have Who? the same voice. <laughs> they have the same yeah, voice. I found out afterwards. So every time you play like a Disney video game or an app or whatever that involves it's him? Woody, it's, it's him, him voicing yeah. Woody. Yeah. And he was, um, he was uh, like a body double in Forrest Gump for running because he, uh, Tom Hanks had to do so much running in that movie. Yeah. Um, and they have Isn't the Tom same, Hanks a great guy to like give his brother the these bones? You know eyes. what I mean? They have the same kind eyes. Yeah. And the same voice. <laughs> it was so disconcerting. I was like, "What <laughs> is happening to me? This is not." Okay. Were you conflicted? Because it was like a mix of Tom Hanks and Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously he can't afford like the Hollywood hair plugs Rogaine that Tom Hanks has got because this dude had no hair. But imagine if somebody went to Tom Hanks and like, I've got the perfect role for you. So she meets him in a sex store while she's trying to find (laughs) a giant dildo. And then she finds out that you're actually cheating on your wife and children. Imagine like Tom Hanks being like, uh, just give that one to Jim. Yeah, just give that to my brother. No, but I can't even deal with like you know the way when we watched um the Christmas one, Christmas one, yeah, with the Baldwin in it. Yeah. Yeah. What, What? What? Which Baldwin is that? It's not Alec Baldwin, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So other Baldwin. Yeah. The thought. The thought of. The thought of, like, around the family dinner table, them talking about current projects, it just, that keeps me up at night. So, like, like yeah, the idea, like, having, having the family, like, feign, like, yeah. like, uh, like a yeah. pride. <laughs> but, like, 
I think G- Jim Hanks would be so thankful in the last couple of years for Chet Hanks, like destroying the family name <laughs> with all his like r- racist fucking um, uh, red carpet appearances and stuff. Like every time that happens, Jim's like, yes. Do it again. <laughs> I just it, it just made me feel sick. Like it, uh, it, he get he gets a knot because he just does. Like I'm sorry. He was yeah. It, like just he sh- he should just do anything else with his time. It's like I'm sure Tom Hanks has you well looked after. Yeah. Like I looked up Tom Hanks' net worth last night because he was in <laughs> he was in that movie Inferno, which is so yeah. bad. Yeah. And apparently it's like one of the largest salaries an actor ever got paid and it was, you know, whatever. So yeah. it, Tom Hanks is worth nearly like a billion dollars. <laughs> um, and it, like it just get an art career or like just do anything <laughs> else. Like why would you be an actor if your brother was like Academy mm. Award winning? Tom- like I just, you can't, it just is, mm. I'm at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna give him a knot as well because <laughs> he was just skeevy like everything about that character was skeevy i know so. and then to look into tom hanks's kind eyes and be like why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't okay yeah. go on brendan what's your opinion uh i concur <laughs> yeah oh so we agreed on all of them this week so yeah but go. we forgot about Frank. Please don't make us do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna speak for all of us. We're all giving Frank Stallone a knock. No, let's go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to opinion swap, where we find some interesting reviews of the sex trip from across the interwebs. Are these all in Russian? Yeah. (laughs) A Russian bot wrote all of them. (laughs) And they were all strangely (laughs) pro-Trump. Topical. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) All right, so this one's from Julia. Do it with a Russian accent. (laughs) Read it with a Russian accent. This one's from Julia. I don't know, I can't do it. Um, Okay. So, uh, Dracula. <laughs> I want to suck your blood My name while watching is the sex trip. <laughs> um, okay. So this is for Julia. She gives it half a star. She said, it's a classic whodunit. Not in the usual mystery movie sense, what? but more like, but more like who the hell authorized this shit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I take it back. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's from Alina Way on Letterboxd. She gives it half a star. I have never watched anything worse than this. Never. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What is... It? How much stars would you give it? Like I'd go less star? than half. I'd go less than half. I'd give it a quarter. <laughs> I'd give it one. One saying it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's definitely a movie. I, I I laughed. I laughed once, so I will give it one star. Wait, yeah. Where did, what was your laughter for? What was the line? <laughs> no, it wasn't a line. It was when the girls were feeling each other's boots, <laughs> and I just imagined Lucy watching it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "What about when the best friend ripped a huge fart before they were about to have sex?" 
that <laughs> I didn't even laugh. That's at that. classic. <laughs> no, no, Paul, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, can you imagine me having to watch that shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. All right. Uh, so this one's from William Skihan, and he gives it two stars. And he says, "Also, I just want to stand up for myself. <laughs> I don't have. I'm not like a prude. I don't have a problem with women touching each other's boobs. It has to serve the story." <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you would have been offended by it. I just knew that you would be yes. pissed off at how shit it was. Furious. Yes. <laughs> um, it yeah, was almost so- like they weren't given any direction. And because they just, their porn set training, it was just like, they were just doing it. And the director's like, you don't have to do that in this movie. <laughs> All right. So this one's from William Scahan and he gives it two stars. And he says, watching Jim Hanks in anything just seems wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I read it. I read a thing that because they look so similar, and he was in a car commercial, people were actually worried that Tom Hanks had like fallen on hard times because <laughs> they thought it was him. Oh Christ! So this one's from Lily Dodge. She gives it three and a half, and she says, "I actually like this flick. At first, I wasn't expecting much from it, but it grew on me. It's like a lot of." Other girl turns into gal to see what a douchebag he used to be movies, but had some sort of magic charm to it. Give it a whirl. You may enjoy it. No. It had that, some charm to it? <laughs> that review was written by a woman as well. Yeah, but it definitely <laughs> wasn't. It definitely wasn't. All right. So this one's from Alex on Amazon. And this is where we get into the good stuff. Gives it five stars. And he says, a great movie for my taste. I am not a film critique. For me, personally, it was a five-star movie. I mean, I really liked it and I enjoyed watching it. It's because it had boobs and stuff in it. And finally, this one's from Sea Monster on Amazon. He gives it five stars. There are truly funny moments in this movie. I just finished Watch Sex Trip. Except for some of the language, I like it. <laughs> I was concerned with the language. I felt the language was too much for my kids. <laughs> the boob touching, the boob fine. Coming. The period blood on the face, fine. The rape jokes, fine. But when they said fuck, that was too much. Um, I like it, as it was not an all men or pig movie. It was an adventure I- of... He said, I like it as it was not an all men or pig movie. <laughs> what? It was all pigs. <laughs> Fuck. I'm pretty sure all men were pigs in this one. Yeah. No, but he said all men or pig movie. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It was an adventure of self-discovery, understanding, and none of the over-intense overacting that is in a lot of movies. There was some truly funny scenes in it without being over the top. The movie points out in life you need to roll with punches. No one doesn't point that out. (laughs) Well, I guess he does roll with the punches. Like, he turns into a woman, he doesn't give a fuck, he just goes on with his life at the end. (laughs) The film is about rolling with the punches. I feel like if you all of a sudden change, uh, wake up and you're a different person, like fucking fight find out why like don't just roll with the punches yeah go to a library and find a dusty book and look up fucking witches this is not a situation where you need to roll with the punches like that's 
Yeah, what? get in a car, drive straight to the satanic temple, and be like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> yeah. Also, that... I know one of you motherfuckers <laughs> did this to me. Yeah. Oh, that witch! Um, I can't do. Yeah. Also, do you reckon this movie's like ashamed of uh, like female masturbation because? He didn't actually ever do that at the end, did he? Oh, yeah, the whole thing about he went to buy a vibrator and then he never used it. Because he bought a fucking one that was as big as his leg. And he, he bought, bought lots one. of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He bought a little, right. yeah. Yeah. So, another anyway. way the man's trying to keep us down. <laughs> Time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So, I'll get us started. Mm-hmm. My connection today is less famous siblings. So, this film has <laughs> the lesser Tom Hanks and Jim Hanks and the lesser Stallone in Frank Stallone. So I wanted to highlight another film starring a lesser sibling. So we had Christmas Trade, which had the Bald- William Baldwin, I think it was. William, yeah. Yeah. So there's another Baldwin that's even less famous, Daniel Baldwin. And he kind of looks like if you put one of the other Baldwin brothers in the microwave for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what his face looks like. <laughs> um, but uh, he was in a 2004 action thriller called Paparazzi. Have either of you seen this movie? No. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Do you know what it is, Rendon? Yeah. <laughs> so, what is it? So, in 2003, Mel Gibson was having a haircut. And <laughs> he, he, he said to his hairdresser, like, those paparazzi are real pieces of shit. And his hairdresser was like, I agree. Someone should make a movie where a paparazzi is the villain. And Mel Gibson <laughs> said, that's a great idea. I'm giving you $15 million and you can direct it. Is this real? So is Did it, you, are you saying a real this, thing? This is what really happened. So he gave $15 million to his hairdresser to direct a film about evil paparazzis. And How this do is, you like it? <laughs> and this is the result. So it's a film. Um, what? Starring Cole Hauser, Tom Sizemore, and Robin Tunney from The Craft. And uh, it's about this up-and-coming action star played by Cole Hauser. And he is, uh, you know, becoming famous. And all of a sudden, the paparazzi are starting to invade his life. And taking like nude pictures of him while he's like on his yacht and uh, like following his wife and kids around and taking pictures. And it just starts escalating and escalating until the paparazzi are like literally trying to kill him and his family. (laughs) And then he decides he's going to, you know, turn the tables and he starts hunting (laughs) down paparazzi and killing them. In, like, spectacular action sequences. So, to borrow a phrase from Adrian, sounds like a Paul Mitzi special. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a garbage fire, Paul. What are you doing? (laughs) So, at the beginning of this film, you said that um, Sex Trip is not a so bad, it's good movie. This is a so bad, it's good movie. It is so fun to watch because it's so shit. And watching it through that 
lens of this was directed by Mel Gibson's hairdresser just adds that <laughs> extra thing to it. And uh, like Tom Sizemore plays the lead paparazzi who's like chasing him around and he's so over the top evil. Like he says light lines like, Laramie, I am going to destroy your life and eat your soul and I can't wait to do it. like it's just such like a it's a singular film that will never be repeated and the the circumstances that created this film will never happen again so i feel like it just has to be appreciated for that how's um, how's uh if like i was mel gibson's hairdresser I would just be like, can I just keep the fifteen million dollars? Like, I don't want to. Just... Can I just? Can I just have it? <laughs> Mel Gibson's not going to give you fifteen million dollars for nothing. He wants a film about evil paparazzi. Why wouldn't you take that idea to someone else? <laughs> like, why would you... what? He he trusted his hairdresser, and you know what? To be fair, the hairdresser did a better job than the director of this film, who had a career in film. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more hairdressers should shoot films. I don't know. Um, but yeah, paparazzi, get on it. <laughs> Lucy, what's yours? <laughs> um, I like delved for like 30 seconds into the, into the you know, heavy hitters in this movie. And like mm-hmm. I found out the thing about, um, you know, Jim Hanks being the body double for Forrest Gump. And I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I could do like a Tom Hanks movie, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but what? What movie can I recommend that, like, it's obvious and, you know, you've all seen fucking Forrest Gump and Philadelphia and blah, blah, blah. Um, So I just, um, this movie was called The Sex Trip and I'm recommending a movie called, a series called The Trip to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, The Trip to Italy, I I love all the the trip series that Mm. they've done. Um, you know, I love a good celebrity impression and I love some Steve mm-hmm. Coogan and Rob Brydon. Rob Brydon? Yeah, we'll say yes. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful scenery driving around Italy and, you know, they're eating good food and, like, making each other laugh. It's very funny. And there's also, like, a tailor-made Alanis Morissette joke in there mm-hmm. that's, like, that is Steve Coogan and the other dude being, like, we're going to write this joke. Lucy Thomas is going to love it. She's gonna like it is for, that joke is for me. Yeah. Um yeah. She's so, gonna recommend it on the sex trip episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing the sex trip. I'm I'm doing the trip to Italy. That's my recommendation. I'm doing the sex trip. You heard it here. Lucy wants us to rewatch the sex trip. I can't deal with like yeah. I I I couldn't dig any deeper or I just couldn't do it. No, fair it, enough. <laughs> yeah brendan um this movie made me violently ill so i'm choosing another film that did that uh requiem for a dream no um (laughs) i know what you mean though um i i'm going with the theme of brothers because there's frank (laughs) stallone we've got uh, and yeah, going with that theme of complicated relationships. Brendan so I has chosen... finally come around to the Jonas Brothers. Uh, no. <laughs> Have they done a film? <laughs> yeah, they were in Camp Rock, Camp Rock, Camp Rock 2, the Jonas Brothers concert <laughs> experience 3D. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan, uh, go on. <laughs> yeah, I hope you don't remember those for another, <laughs> another like, 
choice. <laughs> anyway, um, my film is called My Blind Brother, which is a, a small film. It's a comedy romance thing, and it's really funny and fun. Um, it's about this guy whose uh, brother is blind, and he's played by uh, Adam Scott. And basically, yeah, he's... Um, a bit of a dick. Um, he's like very vain and has like really milked his blindness by doing all these like, uh, like, uh, decathlons and marathons and stuff. And, uh, Nick Kroll plays his, uh, his brother who sort of like looks after him and, and, mm. and sort of manages his brother. Anyway, it's this like love triangle where, uh, this girl incidentally ends up in a relationship with both of them. Uh, and that's played by Jenny Slate. Oh, I love Jenny um, Slate. It's a great cast. It's a it's a very uh very funny film, and I think more people should see it. So I recommend My Blind Brother. Cool. I've I haven't actually watched that one yet. I'd I'd be interested to see that. Mm. Uh, you definitely enjoy it. It's like just a good fun watch. Um, it's if if you like that sort of. It's obviously not a British film. It's American, but it has that cringe of like the awkwardness and the the tension of the situation sort of comedy. So I think you'd dig it. Sounds cool. cool. All right. So where are we ranking uh, the sex trip on the movies we've watched? Sorry. I'm going to put the sex trip just below Bad Johnson on my list because I feel like they need to be paired up together and it was worse than Bad Johnson. So I feel comfortable with that. So it's not right at the bottom of the list. There's still things I hated more. Um, like Cobbler and the change up should have been like I I resent them because they had the resources to be better movies and they chose not to be. And things like Christmas Switch and Trade were both like fucking boring as fuck. So um that's where I'm putting it. I'm putting it last. At last. Yeah. I feel like this happens every time we watch a film like this and they're just like piling up at the bottom yeah. <laughs> pushing all these other films up. Yeah. Um <laughs> I just, like Paul said, I resented it for not trying harder. <laughs> and ruining uh, Tom Hanks's eyes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's e- that's exactly why. I feel like Big, Big is my number one, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that a yeah. nice little bookend there for my list? <laughs> yeah. Just to express how much you hate his brother. It was um, the best of Hanks. It was the worst of Hanks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate his brother, but it just is not okay. <laughs> Brendan, where are you putting it? Uh, I'm I'm with you. I, I think it's in the exact same spot between uh, Bad Johnson and Cobbler. Yeah. Because, yeah, once again, uh, boring is more of a sin to me. And this was pretty boring, but the Cobbler still. Yeah. Okay, so next episode, I think we need a break from soul-crushingly bad movies. Please, Paul, please. <laughs> I'm not, like, I I feel, like, I genuinely feel bad for putting you through this week's, so I'm not even going to pretend I'm going to be mean to you next week. He I'm feels shame. Some, I'm, I, I feel shame. We broke him. Film we broke him, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I'm giving you a movie that I think I I am very confident. I'm very hopeful that we'll all enjoy. It has all the ingredients for a film we should all enjoy. I I will be crushed if we all don't enjoy. Let's it. hope this is not a dream, a little dream situation. Yeah, <laughs> dream weird. a little dream too. No, no. Um, <laughs> it's the 1984 
comedy starring Steve Martin. Steve Martin, I'm excited. Yeah. Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Called All of Me. And in I've this never film, heard of it. In this film, a dying millionaire has her soul transferred into a younger, willing woman. However, something goes wrong and she finds herself in her lawyer's body instead, together with the lawyer. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Um, the poster yeah. looks very promising, so... Yeah, and it's well regarded. People like this film. I know Dream a Little Dream they did as well, but... <laughs> Like I, I one I've of the been critics, burnt before. One of the critics that I regularly follow just randomly mentioned that it was his favorite comedy of all time. Wow, so, there you go. Oh, so That's hopefully, hopefully, um, a little bit of a reprieve from us. Can't promise the week after that will be the same, but let's have a little break. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for another episode of the Swapcast. Until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was your boy, B Money Brennan Levi. No, he wasn't. He was just Brennan Levi. Don't Review do us on iTunes. <laughs> okay, yeah, bye. do that too. Bye. Bye. iTunes. Bye. B Money. Bye, tunes. <laughs>The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.